Hi, welcome to the Strength and Dignity podcast, where we talk about faith and lifestyle for young Christian women. I'm your host, Kelsey Pryor. Here, you'll find conversations around the Bible, stories and testimonies from guests, and encouragement for your walk with the Lord. Before we get started, be sure to smash that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. All right, let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. This is Kelsey. This is the very first ever Strength and Dignity podcast episode. I'm so excited you guys are tuning in today. Um, this first episode is going to be a little bit different than anything else that we'll probably have in the future, just because I thought I would use this opportunity to kind of introduce myself if anyone's interested in who's hosting this thing. But um, uh, I know that in the in the future, it'll probably be more me interviewing um, other women that I've come across in my journey who have either really helped me or I find super inspiring or have um, produced really helpful content that I want to be available to you guys. Yeah, so right now I just thought I'd introduce myself. I understand that lots of people might not be interested in this, but just in case you are, hi and welcome. So my name is Kelsey Pryor. I am 20 years old and I live in Northern Kentucky, right near Cincinnati. Um, I am the oldest of five kids. So me and my parents and my four siblings all live in the same house together. Um, I currently work three different jobs. So I thought I'd give a little bit of a insight onto those. So the first one is for family teams. This is my family's kind of ministry to other families. We do live events, we have a lot of books, we have um, podcasts and other online resources um, around fatherhood or motherhood or just parenting and family in general. Um, that my So my parents pr- do all the content, but I produce a lot of the, um, like the podcasts and manage the Instagram and stuff like that. So I've been doing that for a few years now. And then my mom and I run a sewing shop up the street so I can just walk there from home. It's super nice. Um, So I teach kids sewing classes and, um, you know, sell sewing machines and make quilts and stuff like that. So I really enjoy that. My grandma and mom and I all do that together. Sometimes my other sisters will join in. Um, And then my other one is this. It's Strength and Dignity. It's not really a job, but it's the third way that I debut my time. Um, I wrote a book. So the book Strength and Dignity is kind of what started all of this. I wanted to kind of dive into the background on why I wrote it and um, what that what it's about. Um, so that's a that's a Bible study that I started writing about two years ago, one and a half to two years ago, I think. Um, so yeah, my siblings, I should have gotten to that. I didn't even say their names. So my siblings are um, the one just under me is my brother Jackson. He is uh, 19 years old. And then Sydney is 16. Elisa is 14 and Kyra is 11. So there's four girls and one boy. Um, it's a always super fun and crazy. Something's always going on here. Um, especially I'm recording this during coronavirus quarantine. So the past two weeks have been interesting. All of us kind of at home all the time, but we've been enjoying it. Um, so yeah, I'll just kind of dive into a little bit more of my faith background and why I wrote Strength and Dignity. (laughs) Um, and then we can move on to the more fun and interesting uh, episodes. So I got baptized in 2015. Uh, my family is a, we're all Christians. So I, growing up in a Christian home makes that um, kind of stark contrast a little harder to find between self, pre-salvation and post-salvation, like when really was that? But I got baptized when I was 16. Um, and that's kind of, I always considered myself a Christian before that, but that's kind of when I realized, um, I think the big epiphany around that, that I had is 
when Jesus was baptizing the disciples or when he was calling the disciples, the first thing he did was baptize them. He didn't say, follow me, see what you think. And then um, if you like it, then you can get baptized. It was like, hey, do you want to follow me or not? Okay, great. You're baptized and you're dead to yourself. You're alive in me and let's go. And so once I realized that that was kind of their first step is when um, I figured out, oh, shoot, I should definitely be baptized then because I've already made that decision. Um, so I did at a summer camp, my dad baptized me. So after that, <laughs> telling my whole life story in as short a time as possible, um, after I got baptized, I kind of just started owning my faith a little bit more. And, um, I got, I realized the importance somewhere along the line of being regularly immersed in the word. I did a lot of like Bible studies or my family calls them midrash. Um, it's a Hebrew word. It's um, just kind of studying the scriptures as a group in kind of a discussion-based format, and that's always been my favorite way to uh, study the Bible. But I started doing more one-on-one, like just by myself, and then um, just asking a lot more questions to my parents, to other people, and um, really discovering things for myself. So I started being more serious about reading my Bible more often, preferably daily, usually, Um, and... I started to, I remembered a time when I was um, probably like, I don't know, seven or eight, when my mom was hosting a women's Bible study. My mom doesn't do that super often, but this one we had at our house when I was younger. And I remember her saying, this is a Proverbs 31 Bible study. And I asked what that was. And she said, oh, it's a scripture on being a woman. And I had read it multiple times since then. And at the time that I was rewriting it, rereading it, I did not write Proverbs 31, rereading it, um, I was deciding that I didn't want to go to college after high school and trying to figure out like, okay, so I'm graduating high school, I'm 18, I am not married, (laughs) so what's this season supposed to be about? So I started learning a lot more about biblical singleness. my dad and I just started really diving into scriptures about that together, which I'll probably do another episode solely on that just because it's a heavy um, topic. But um, I started reading Proverbs 31 kind of with that perspective of I'm in a season of singleness and what does that look like? And this passage is supposed to be kind of about womanhood, but it seems to be a little bit more targeted towards a wife or a mother. Um, so I kind of had discounted it before, but at this moment is when it kind of stuck out to me that it's scripture. So I should always seek to find something applicable, um, no matter who it's written for. And so is there any way that I can get something out of this passage, even though I'm single and young, probably much younger than this lady was. Um, and that's when I started realizing that really it just is a collection of characteristics of this woman. And um, I kind of started breaking it down into this list of characteristics I saw her embodying and got really excited about it because I thought, oh my gosh, if other people could see this, then they would realize that this chapter is actually applicable no matter what season you're in. You could be married, you could be not married, you could be, you know, 15, you could be 85, you know, and still learning about and applying this scripture. That's so cool. And 
I've uh, been blessed to be surrounded by lots of really godly women. So I uh, shot out an email to a lot of them and asked if anyone would want to help me by writing a chapter for this book. Because I was like, I'm 18. I'm not going to do this by myself. That's ridiculous. Um, And so two years later, the book is finished. It has um, 10 chapters and seven authors. So I've been, I'm super excited with the final outcome. It's been such a blessing to work with each of these ladies. So I hope to be doing an episode with each of them to kind of talk about their testimony, their journey of the topic that they wrote about and um, what was going through their mind when they were writing and stuff like that. So you guys can get to know them a little bit more as well. So I wrote the chapters Valuable and Worthy, um, Homemaker, and Strength and Dignity. So I wrote three of the chapters of the 10. Um, And it's been quite a journey. So I, I think the hardest part for me about writing was definitely like, okay, I need to believe this well enough to tell someone else that they should believe it too. So having that personal journey along the way was um, also like just part of the, like, do I believe I'm valuable and worthy enough to write a chapter on why someone else should believe that they're valuable and worthy? Um, am I striving to be a homemaker in my singleness? What does that look like? How can I embody that? And that that's actually my favorite chapter. And then strength and dignity. Um, obviously what I named my home ministry out, uh, after, um, mostly because I believe that everything that we as um, Christian women should be doing should be with an air of strength and dignity. Um, we should be calling on the Lord for strength and embodying who he is with a sense of dignity and um, really understanding my core belief and being able to um, believe those at a deeper level was realizing that I was stewarding God's image. In the creation story, when God says that we're his image bearers, it's always been like, okay, cool, that's nice, I guess, like maybe we look like him or something. Um, But every time I learn something new about what God's image actually means, it always hits a little bit deeper. So um, realizing like that it was against the law for them to create an image of God, um, which was called an idol. It was against the Ten Commandments and it was punished very severely. So realizing that man creating an image of God was the worst thing ever. And probably because God had already created an image of himself in us and that he wanted us to be his image bearers and to steward that identity, not just say, oh, okay, I guess I look kind of like God, which is what I had been doing, realizing that that's actually um, an identity to steward. And okay, so how can I go deeper into that? And so that's when I um, wrote the valuable and worthy chapter. And then, um, the homemaker chapter kind of came out of the sense of you can't really escape the fact that the Proverbs 31 woman is a wife and a mother. She's talking about her servants, her husband, her children. She's running this whole household. She has merchant ships. She has business. She, you know, she's very enterprising. You can't really get away from the fact that she's managing a lot and it's in the confines of a household. And so um, when I was wrestling with that thought, um, how is that supposed to apply to me as a single person? it kind of broke down into, okay, well, so it seems like she has, she has a husband, she has like a household, like property, and she has children, um, none of which I have. So how is this supposed to apply to me? And then realizing that really those were all spiritual pictures or those were all physical pictures of something spiritual that God was trying to help us understand that the husband is merely a spiritual representation 
of our relationship with Christ and our property is given to us temporarily to steward on behalf of God. And you can do that with the smallest bits of property. You can do that with your car, your bedroom, your pillow, a book you own, you anything that you have. It doesn't have to be like an actual house with like furniture and a kitchen and stuff like that. Um, and then also realizing that children are really um, at their core, a representation of like disciple making, like your children, if you have children, they're going to be your greatest disciples. It's your job to disciple your kids. And so if you don't have children, like it kind of gets reversed where your disciples are kind of your children instead of your children being your disciples. So um, really seeking after an identity as the bride of Christ and um, stewarding everything that he's given us on this earth and making disciples is kind of how I broke that down in the homemaker chapter. And then last, but of course not least, strength and dignity. Um, I talked a lot about the... um, the strength that it takes to submit to God. And that is not a font, a topic people love, love talking about submission um, because there's a lot of things that kind of implications that come with that. Like, well, what about earthly submission? Are you talking about to any authority? Are you talking about to a spouse? Does one spouse have authority over the other? Um, But in this chapter, I don't really talk about that. It's just submission to the Lord, which is something that most believers should, all believers should um, agree on is that we are under submission to Jesus. That's what it means to make him Lord over our life. And it takes a lot of strength to do that. And the way in which we do that is with dignity. And so that's kind of what um, we dive into in that chapter. So a lot of the things um, in my life that kind of built up to me, understanding and believing these at a deeper level has a lot to do with how my family did stuff. We we do things a bit differently. That's why we have, my dad's written um, a couple books on family and fatherhood. And we have that ministry I mentioned called Family Teams um, that has a lot of resources on on this kind of thing. And my dad's biggest paradigm shift around family happened in Israel, and my parents both met in Jerusalem. Um, and it was a really pivotal moment for our family, first of all, because our family never would have started if they hadn't met, obviously. But also 10 years later, um, I was 10 years old, so 11 years after they met, um, our family started going to Israel on a regular basis. And so cultivating that sense of a team around us siblings, um, because every few months we were going to Israel, um, and as well as what it takes to live in a foreign country and all the friendships and relationships that I built while I was there were very forming and were very pivotal pivotal for me to kind of embody my faith or let it spew out of everything that I did was because of this sense of mission that my identity was coming out of. Um, Everything that we were doing is for the Lord and we're doing it together. And um, this is what our family has been called to do at this time. This is our assignment. And so living a life kind of based around assignment from the Lord um, is something I don't think a lot of people have the opportunity to have at such a young age. So I'm really thankful for that. But um, yeah, I think all of those types of things went into... um, forming the person that I am today. And then probably the other biggest thing is how we did our schooling. So you guys can probably assume I was primarily homeschooled, but a lot of people don't know that I did go to public school for uh, quite a few years, more than people might think. Um, I did kindergarten, first grade, and second grade out of public school. And then I did half of fourth, fifth, and seventh grade in public schools, and then my whole senior year. So 
Um, I was kind of, every single year was different. Even the years I was homeschooled, we did it differently every year. So it was quite a journey and probably my most pivotal year of schooling was the one month that I was in seventh grade. So first of all, taking your kids and dropping them into the middle of middle school um, when <laughs> they're at their most awkward stage, everyone else is kind of at their most meanest stage and um, telling them, okay, I feel like this is kind of what God wants you to be doing right now, so we'll see how it goes. And I had already been in fourth and fifth grade for a couple months before my parents pulled me out. And at the beginning of the school year, my parents said, hey, we want you to like um, have some experience socializing and making friends and we feel like the Lord wants you to have this experience, but we're going to pull you out in a couple months. So that's how fourth and fifth grade went. I knew I was getting pulled out. But seventh grade, I didn't know if I was leaving or not. Um, so I really, that was probably the most pivotal year of my early teens. Um, I really had to, I became a completely different person. It only took like three weeks for that school system to really break me down and show me exactly who I would be without Jesus. And um, it was really disconcerting and scary. And I remember the day that I realized it was happening, um, my mom did something I didn't like. I don't remember what it was. And I was brushing my teeth the next morning and I very loudly told my brother, I'm so glad that I get to go to school so I don't have to be with her all day because I wanted her to hear me. And as soon as I said it, I felt dead inside. Oh my gosh, I felt so guilty. And she made a comment to me as I was on my way out the door. She handed me my lunchbox and said, have fun not being with me all day. <laughs> so I knew she heard me. And I spent that whole day in between classes going to the bathroom and crying just because I felt so guilty. And I came home and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't want to go back. Please don't make me go back. And my parents and I had a really long conversation that day. And I said, I can't survive there without fitting in. I know what it takes to fit in and I'm just not willing to do it. And so my parents were like, all right, pulling you out. Like that's the lesson that I needed to learn. And it took me a few more months to kind of recover from that uh, experience and um, realize that there was actually a lot of fruit that came out of it at the time. I just thought that was horrible. Why did I do that? Why did God make me go there? And then now I realize that was actually really pivotal, pivotal and important for me to experience um, because in my life I, I haven't had like... I, a lot of people um, who are Christians, even Christians, some Christians that grew up in Christian homes have kind of uh, an epiphany moment or a paradigm shift where they realize I'm now going to be living for Jesus. I never really had that switch. It was pretty subtle and pretty steady and like constant throughout my whole life. Having this one experience for just a month where I got to experience this is who you would be if you didn't have the parents that you had, you didn't have the childhood that you had, you didn't have, um, if you are surrounded with peers and people that do not care about God or um, seek Jesus at all, this is the type of person you would be. I don't know, you guys probably know the movie Mean Girls. Um, when I first watched that, I cried at the end because the main character, Katie, she was like homeschooled and then she went to a high school and she becomes like the mean girls that she at the beginning she goes in like hating them and wanting to ruin them and then she becomes the worst one and that's who I was like oh my gosh that's who I saw myself take the first step towards in seventh grade that if I 
had kept, if I had stayed there or if I was there all the way from grade one, that's exactly who I would have been. And I was just mortified and terrified and it was not a fun experience, but it's kind of, it's really important. I think sometimes to have that like mirror in front of you reflecting who you are without Jesus, have those reminders of why you need him and that you can't do it by yourself. So Anyways, that's my story, at least how uh, it relates to strength and dignity. And um, you guys will probably learn a little bit more about me throughout the next few episodes as I interview different people. Um, So I hope that this was helpful. If anyone was wondering who the heck is this girl and why did she write a book? I think it's really weird that someone my age wrote a book about Proverbs 31, but that's why I recruited six other authors to help me with that and um, give their wisdom and experience and perspective in there. And so I'm really excited over the next few episodes to be able to interview them and for you guys to get to know them better because they're all really amazing women that I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to be friends with, to know, and to um, have collaborated like this together. So um, yeah, I hope this was... Uh, I don't know, interesting, entertaining. You get to learn something about me that you didn't before. Who knows? Um, And that you subscribe and tune in next time. I guarantee you will enjoy the next few episodes a lot more if you didn't like this one. (laughs) All right, so I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Strength and Dignity. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook and sign up for our newsletter to be notified of all the fun stuff we have rolling out. All the links can be found in the description below. Hope you tune in next time.